Well, good evening. It's good to be back together again. And tonight, we're going to talk about bones in the Bible. I am so excited about this topic. And I'm excited about sharing it with you. Not just Newark, but so many of the others of you that have joined us. You've joined us after the the live broadcast. You've joined us from different places all over the world. We've received your prayer requests and our pastoral team, our developing leaders, and much of our church has been praying for those needs. If this is your first time tonight, we welcome you to join in and study the Word of God and learn about bones in the Bible. Let's start out with prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to come together and study your Word. Thank you that we, as the body of Christ, we can pray for one another. We can send needs in, whether we're here local or whether we are in another country somewhere where we may never meet, but we can join together and pray for one another. Tonight, as we join your word, as we join together and study your word, help us to learn and to grow in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. What does bones in the Bible have to do with with this week's message. Well, there are lots of bones in the Bible, but there's a, and I like most of those stories, actually. I, I love the uniqueness that God pulls in, but the story tonight the, that we're going to focus on is a story that's very popular. Most of you have probably heard the story of Joseph. Well, if you haven't, or it's been a while, you can go to Genesis chapter 37 all the way through chapter 50. It's really not a long read because the story of Joseph is woven in between all the chapters there. And it's a fascinating story. And it's preached on, taught on, and studied many times. But I want to, let's look back at the story again and see what Bones has to do with it and how Bones in this story would apply to our lives. So when we jump into the story of Joseph, he is the son of Jacob uh, and Rachel. Jacob and Rachel had two sons, Joseph and Benjamin. Joseph is the older of those two, but he's still the baby of the family by far, himself and Benjamin. And so Joseph, when we come into the story in chapter 37, Joseph has two dreams. And in these dreams, his brothers... um, their, their sheaves, I believe, are bowing down to him. And he has another dream. And in that dream, it, it references even his father and his mother that they would bow down to him is, is how the dream would be interpreted, which was very offensive to the family. And then we see later in Joseph's story, Joseph's brothers want to kill him, but instead they sell him and he is sold as a slave into Egypt. And Potiphar is his master. And so after working with Potiphar for a long time, he gets, he has favor, God is with him, but he gets thrown into prison for being falsely accused. And in prison, there is a cupbearer to Pharaoh and a baker that is the baker for Pharaoh, both of whom have been thrown into the same prison. And they have a dream. So we see two more dreams happening here. And Joseph is given the interpretation for those dreams. Then we go on in the story, and Pharaoh has two dreams. No one knows what they mean. No one can interpret them. And the cupbearer says, oh, I remember this man 
in prison that interpreted my dream and the baker's dream. So Joseph is brought before Pharaoh. And uh, yes, he's brought before Pharaoh. And he says, God is the interpreter of dreams. Tell me your dreams. So God gives Joseph the interpretation for these dreams. So we see this consistent pattern of, pattern of dreams in Joseph's life. And we, we go into the fact that Pharaoh's dreams take Joseph to a place of, of being second in the kingdom and this famine that is coming and Joseph's in charge and Joseph makes all the plans. And we can, we can talk about how God developed Joseph and taught Joseph and he was ready for that job and, and all the wonderful things that came out of that, all the lives that were spared and that his, his family ended up coming to Egypt later. And there was the story of reconciliation and the story of forgiveness and the story of God's plan and God's working. All of that is wrapped up in the story of Joseph there's something else in the story of Joseph. Something that, that Joseph sees in his own story. So tonight, let's look a little bit through the eyes of Joseph. Because Joseph had his dreams, he interpreted the dreams of others, and then the dreams of Pharaoh changed the course of his, what he understood as the course of his life. It changed his life and allowed his own dreams to be fulfilled. So we see a common theme of dreams in Joseph's life. And so, if we look at the story from Joseph's eyes of how Joseph saw his story, we see that Joseph had another dream. And it's the most powerful dream in the whole story. And this dream has to do, affects his bones. So, Joseph is able to tap in to God's dream. Joseph had his own dreams. The baker and the cupbearer had their own dreams. And Pharaoh even had dreams. But Joseph, Joseph sees God's dream. And all through the, all through the story, it's woven in. And so, Joseph's recognizing God's dream and God's vision and God's plan is actually what we see sustain him through his adult life through his life as second in command, his life and his reconciliation with his brothers. We see it all through there. So I want to take a few sections of scripture and read through them with you so that we can see this dream that Joseph caught, this dream that he understood. In Genesis chapter 45, verse 3 through 7, Joseph said to his brothers, this is when his, he's going to reveal to his brothers, who he is. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? His brothers could not answer him because they were dumbfounded before him. Joseph said to his brothers, come closer to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother whom you sold into Egypt. Now do not be upset. And do not be angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. So Joseph realizes God sent him here to preserve life. Verse 6, For these past two years there has been famine in the land, and for five more years there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me ahead of you, 
to preserve you on the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So we see in this passage that Joseph has clarity. Joseph has understanding that God, part of God's plan was to save life. And part of God's plan was to preserve his own family's life and their time on earth with this great deliverance. That's not the dream. Genesis 46, 1 through 4. So Israel began his journey, taking with him all that he had. So the, the sons have returned home. They have told Jacob, Joseph is alive and he wants you to come to Egypt. And we're going to live there and, and be taken care of and we will be together. So Jacob has begun the journey to Egypt. When he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. God spoke to Israel in a vision during the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he replied, here I am. He said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you to Egypt, and I myself will certainly bring you back from there. Joseph will close your eyes, meaning you will die there, and Joseph will be, be by your side. God says, I will go down with you to Egypt, and I will certainly bring you back from there. So now we're beginning to see a little bit of this dream, this vision, this plan of God's. And then in Genesis chapter 50, Joseph lived in Egypt along with his father's family. Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw the descendants of his son Ephraim to the third generation. He also saw the children of Mekir, the son of Manasseh. They were given special inheritance rights by Joseph. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die. But... God will surely come to you and lead you up from this land to the land he swore an oath on to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Joseph knew the dream and the plan of God. Joseph knew that Egypt was not where they would stay, that they would go to the land God had called them to be, to be a great nation. This is the dream that had sustained Joseph. And here's how we know. It, it's all throughout the story as you read, but there's a few key points. And here's how we know Joseph really believed what God was going to do. Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath. He said, God will surely come to you. Then you must carry my bones up from this place. Joseph was called to Egypt. God took him there. He suffered. It part of the plan of God to get him where it involved suffering. He had suffering. He didn't understand. He had pain. He had loneliness. He struggled. Who wouldn't struggle in the process? But Joseph, once he got this vision and he understood what God was doing and he understood the plan of God. We don't hear a lot about 
this struggle from Joseph. It says he made his family and he had his family there and he was doing what God had called him to do. It, it makes the point that it scripture talks about how he had his family in Egypt. His mind wasn't completely consumed with his family that he was separated from at the time. He had this family in Egypt and he was doing what he knew he was supposed to do. But all the while, why could he do that in his mind? He knew God has this plan and this dream and, and he will take, my family's coming, they come, they came here, I'm doing my job and they will go back. Joseph lived in Egypt. He was a part, he was an integral part of Egypt and what was happening there. But he didn't belong to Egypt. Egypt wasn't his home. And, and Joseph said, you must carry my bones up from this place. That is so powerful that Joseph had the vision and so much so to say, not only are you going to leave this place, not only will you go and be a great nation, not only does God have this plan and this dream, but I will be a part of it. I am a part of it now. I'm a part of that plan. I've been an integral part of that plan and I want to be with you. Take my bones to where we are going. Joseph had vision. He could see this dream, this plan of God's. Joseph knew Egypt was not his home. He could do his work there. He could serve there. He could fulfill what God had asked him to do there. But he said, but don't leave me here. Egypt is not where I belong. And so he drew strength from the knowledge that he was doing, he had purpose, he was doing what God had called him to do, and that what he was working on was part of a bigger dream, God's dream, God's plan. And he knew that his children, his grandchildren, his at some point his family would walk out of Egypt and go home. And that strengthened him. And, it, and you get all of that in the story. I can't cover all of that right now. It strengthened him. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes about, about you and I and our bones. Because we live in these bodies and it's very temporal. And we, we, we live on this earth and we have our, our mindset and what we have to do to get through our day. And we have purpose in things that we do. And many of us are working to make sure that we, we follow God's plan and we want to work in his kingdom and his purpose. And maybe you're watching tonight and you don't know what your purpose is. Maybe you don't know this God that I'm talking about. Well, hang on just a minute because I'm going to tell you about him. And, and he working for him and catching his dream and his vision gives you purpose like you've never imagined. And even in that, we may be like Joseph at times and be say, God, I'm, I'm suffering. I'm hurting. What's going on here? I don't like this. But if we can catch the vision and catch the dream that God has for us and the plan he has for our lives, then it's all worth it. Because it's not all about me. It's about it's about a greater dream and a greater plan and a greater vision. You and I can have this hope and the strength that comes from tapping into the greater vision. The visions that God has, God has revealed to us in the Bible. He's directly given us his word to show us 
I have a plan and you can be a part of it. I, not only can you be a part of it, it's God's greatest dream that we would all be a part of it, that every person would be a part of this plan. And so I'm going to tell you the end and then we'll talk a little more about the plan. So when Joseph said, don't leave my bones in Egypt, he was saying, Egypt is not my home. And you and I, we need to think about our bones. Do they belong here? They may bury us in this dirt, but is this where we belong? Well, according to Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we also await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform these humble bodies of ours, these bones. Jesus Christ will transform these bones, these bodies of ours, into the likeness of his glorious body by means of that power by which he is able to subject all things to himself. He has the power. Everything is subject unto him. He has come and he is here not only to deliver us, but to transform these humble bodies, our bones. So you think, what do bones in the Bible have to do with me? Well, right here, one day God's going to transform these bones, these humble bodies into a likeness like his glorified, his glorious body. Our citizenship is not here on this earth. It's in heaven. Just like Joseph said, Egypt is where I live. Egypt is where I work. Egypt is where I'm called to be. My purpose is found in fulfilling my calling here in Egypt, but I don't stay here. I don't belong here. This isn't my home. And just like that, we can catch the vision. When we understand what Jesus Christ did for us, when he came and when he sacrificed himself, he took our sin, every wrong thing we've done, he took it upon himself and he died on the cross for our sins. And he took the shame and the humiliation of the things that we don't even want to speak out loud that we've done. And he took that from us and he died for us. And he took our sins so that we could repent and we can be forgiven of our sins. So we don't have to die for our sins. He did that for you and I. And then he was buried in the ground for three days and he rose again. He overcame death. He said, I died for your sins. I took all of that on myself and I was laid in the ground. And I rose again in power so that you can have new life. And when Jesus rose again and he showed himself to the people around there, he began to speak to those that had followed him. And he said, and not only that, I have to leave. I'm going away. Just like we talk about the Lord Jesus. He went up to heaven. He said, but don't worry. I'm going to pour my spirit. Out. I'm sending a gift to you. I'm sending a gift to you and I will pour my spirit out upon you inside of you. I will live in you so that you can work on this earth. You can fulfill your purpose on this earth. You can work in my kingdom and I will lead you and I will guide you and I will give you the words to say. And I will save you and deliver you and rescue you. 
And there are times where you may say, I don't feel very rescued. You may say, but, but my, the hundred years ago, people believed in Jesus and that he was coming back and they are dead and they are in the ground and their bones may be buried, but they won't stay there. Just like Joseph said, don't leave my bones in Egypt. If we, if we accept this great gift of salvation, if we receive it, if we follow and obey the word of God and we begin a life of following after him and being believers of Jesus and listening and obeying his words, our bones won't stay here either because our purpose and our plan is here to share the gospel, to be a, a, a source of love and hope and encouragement and strength to those around us. Joseph, part of his calling, he said, God called me here to save lives. Part of our job here is to reach out to people and show them this saving gospel message of Jesus Christ. That's what you and I are here for in our purpose. We are rescued, we are delivered, and we turn around and we share what we have been given. But this world is not our home. So no matter what happens here, no matter how we suffer, no matter where you are right now, you may be in a place of suffering. You may be in a country where you can't freely worship this Jesus. You may be in a place where you physically cannot leave your home. But you can worship and you can hear the voice of God. And you can join us in these digital broadcasts and know that you have brothers and sisters that are praying for you and love you. Because we have become a part of the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is here in this earth, working, loving, sharing the saving message so that lives may be saved. And some of us will do it with great suffering. Some in, in physically, some of us emotionally, we will all have suffering. Scripture says that. But we have to look up because this world is not our home. And our bones will not stay here. They will be transformed into glorious bodies like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when he comes back for his church. He said, I put my spirit in you. And when he comes back, he will come back for those that have his spirit living in them. That's how he will know that you are his because of his scripture says his spirit that lives inside of you. And you have that opportunity today. If you haven't been able or had the opportunity to hear the message of Jesus Christ, if you haven't repented of your sins, if you hadn't had the, haven't had the opportunity to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and have your sins washed away and come up and be, be made a new creature in Christ where he fills you with his spirit. The old man is, gone, is washed away. The new man with Christ inside. There is nothing like it. You will never experience anything like the saving power of Jesus Christ. And if you have experienced that, it is our call. It is our purpose to share his message so that others can be saved, so that others may know the joy of our salvation and that they may know when you die, you are not over. Your life is not done. It is not the end. That Jesus Christ will return. Jesus Christ will come back to this earth and he will take his church with him. 
and he will transform these humble bodies. He will take your bones and he will transform you just the way he transformed when he rose from the grave. We have hope. We have something to look forward to and we can look forward to it and gain strength from it as we do our work on this earth because we are a part down here. We have a job to do. We have lives to live, to live out before those around us, to show God's love and his care. But we don't have to be overwhelmed. We don't have to be overwhelmed when there is instability in our world. When we are uncertain, when there is social unrest, when we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, we don't have to worry about that because we know this world is not our home. We are here for a time, for a season, for a purpose. This world is not my home, but I have a home prepared for me. And I will go there and I want every one of you to go there. I want us to go there together. Tell somebody about what Jesus has done for you. Tell them this world does not have to be their home. The chaos that many people live in, it does not have to be the end. And those that are can get discouraged because Jesus hasn't come back yet, it's okay. You may die. This body may die and they may put you in the ground. But that's okay. Because your bones won't stay here. They will be transformed. You will be transformed. So take hope tonight. Let's worship the Lord and thank Him that we have such a hope, such a great hope, such a great future of a life and eternity with Jesus. A future that we can grasp onto His dream, His plan, and His purpose for you and for I. If you are watching this broadcast and you have no idea what I'm talking about or you need someone to pray for you or you you want, you know, you you need encouragement or you need a Bible study or you want to know more, you can go to our website newarcupc.info. That information's giving given at the end of this of this broadcast and you can uh, you can contact the church directly for prayer requests, or you can call the church and you can speak to a pastor. We can set up a Bible study with you on Zoom. We we know, depending on where you are, that we may not be able to sit down face to face, but we we can share with you what the scripture said. There is hope and there is life in Jesus. And that is for you and for I. And if you know someone that is discouraged about what's happening on this earth, share these messages with them. Let them know this world is not our home. There's an old song that says, This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open doors, and I can't be at home in this world anymore. And I just want to say, while you're in this earth, you're not just passing through. It's a short time that we're here, but you have a purpose. You can minister. God wants you to be a part of his body. While you're here on this earth, he wants you to share him with others. He wants to make a difference in your life. This life, we're not just passing through. We have a purpose and a plan just like Joseph did. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to live for you. Thank you that you have washed us, Lord, 
that you have cleansed us, Jesus, of our sins and that we can be filled with your spirit. Thank you that we have a purpose and a plan in you, Lord. And thank you that our bones will not stay here, but we will be transformed into a new glorious likeness, just like you with new bodies. Thank you for that, Jesus, that we have a future and a hope with you, Lord. Thank you for your spirit that you fill us with and we can hear your voice. We can walk with you and we can study your word and we have a plan and we have a purpose for our lives. That not one life is cast away. Not one life is ignored. Not one life is not worth it, but that every single person has purpose in you and has life in you and has a future and a plan in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you so much that we can spend time together in the word of the Lord. I'm glad to be a part of the body of Jesus Christ. Have a great evening.